0: It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at VisitspaceCoast.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp cricket podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Menzel, AKA Menes. That's for you, Stephen Elliott. Now every year for the podcast I try and have someone on who has been over at the Indian Premier League and this year I have a great guest. My guest is Erin Holland who can give a unique behind the scenes perspective as she has been working over at the IPL anchoring the star sports coverage and her partner is T20 Gun Ben Cutting who has been playing for the Mumbai Indians in the IPL. Erin came into studio last week, and I was really lucky to get so much of her precious time. She is already a star, but I think she is on the verge of being a superstar. She has many talents and is really lovely, but in the end, what impressed me was her genuine love of cricket. Okay, before we get into the interview, I just want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, and some of the great apps are Pocket Casts, Downcast, or or Cast. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast on those apps. You can also find the podcast on Spotify or the Tuned In radio app. And if you have Google Home, just say, Play Cricket Unfiltered Podcast and Google will do the rest. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then I will be back with Aaron Holland. Welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Mentzel, and joining me now on the show, I have a special guest to help me give an insight into what's been happening over in India at the IPL. Now, my guest today is a former Miss Australia, a singer, TV presenter and model, and she has just finished anchoring the star sports coverage of the IPL. Welcome to the podcast, Aaron Holland. How are you? Thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: Welcome to the glamorous world of cricket podcasting. It must be you must be thrilled to I finally get thrilled. here. I am thrilled.
1: I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. I'm
0: sure when you are working your way through, you know, Miss Australia and all these jobs, you were just thinking, maybe one day I'll get on a cricket podcast. Got my chance. This You've is got it. Your chance.
1: Seize the day.
0: So so here you're I am. a Strong link to cricket. Your partner is Ben Cutting, who plays for the Mumbai Indians a Former Queensland player, just retired, plays for the Brisbane Heat. So, you have you, taken quite an interest in cricket?
1: Look, it had a lot to do with my family. I can't say it has anything to do with Ben, my interest in cricket. It started at a very young age. Uh, you know, I grew up in Cairns in North Queensland, and my dad was cricket tragic from way back, and my little brother played all throughout his schooling years. So, you know, dad was a president of the Cairns Junior Cricket Club, and it was just very much a part of my life growing up. On road trips, it was a 12th man. I Recite to you every single disc on that discography back to front. It's just something that I grew up watching. All day, every day, whenever it was on. So, you know, the interest and the love started long before Ben came into my life. In fact, I probably like it less now because I stress. I stress every time he plays.
0: You've got yeah, you got the investment in the game. Well, I guess I want to start by apologising because I did interview Ben about a year ago, and I made a mistake. I suggested I to remember him this that you might have been engaged. I remember and he, this,
1: and he was a bit shocked, wasn't he? Yeah, he was so upset. He was. Do you like, know how many people all... sent that to me? A lot of people listen to this podcast because that many people sent this to me and was like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry Aaron. I was like what what am, what am I listening to and I heard it back and he sounded almost disgusted didn't yeah, he <laughs> I, I would have thought <laughs> like, he would like, have It was like oh my god
0: <laughs> anyway he you did respond you said that he couldn't dispel that one fast enough which yep. I'm just glad you two have survived because I was a bit worried that maybe there would be trouble in paradise but... I think he would
1: hoped I didn't hear it I wouldn't actually hear it but unfortunately for him I actually you know follow and, and love the game and having done a lot with News Corp and following all of their accounts on Twitter I stumbled Across it, and you
0: saw Ben was on it. You thought I better slapped listen him to you on this the one. hand. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get away from that now because I don't want to um cause any problems with you and Ben. Um,
1: <laughs> he's in India, he's far away, can't hurt him.
0: <laughs> he, he might be listening
1: though.
0: <laughs> so, firstly, how did you end up because you haven't done a lot of cricket presenting in Australia? How did you end up anchoring the IPL coverage?
1: Yeah, what a way to start, hey? Start at the
0: top. Billion I've people got a watching. I you uh, oh. that there was something like 835 million people yeah. watched the first 34 games of the IPL.
1: Yeah, that doesn't, no doesn't surprise me no at all. On that no pressure No pressure at all. Look, it was a, a funny sort of way it came about. I do quite a little bit of presenting in Australia, and it's definitely something that I want to do long term, in particularly sport presenting because I I love the game. I love a lot of live sport, to be fair, uh, but cricket's definitely the number one in my eyes in terms of what I enjoy watching. But It sort of came about where... My manager, <laughs> they so someone from Star found me on Instagram because I posted something saying, "Congratulations, Ben! You become a Mumbai Indian. How exciting!" This was around the time of the IPL auction. Someone's found me and gone. Oh, I wonder what she's like. Done some re- research. Sorry, I was a presenter. And then when they contacted my manager, my manager actually did a press tour for Master, Sef- Master Chef Australia with the winner about four years ago. And the guy that he did the tour with is now on Star Sport Select as sort of the guy that runs and produces the channel so when they made that contact we made that contact with him just sort of checking it out seeing what it was like is this legit of course star has taken over from sony with as the rights holders mm-hmm. for um you know to broadcast the ipl so we sort of had a chat to him and then said you know what do you think and they're like yeah you know we'd love to have her clearly she's into cricket this would be great and next thing i know i want to plane to india and for in front of almost a billion people which was nerve-wracking but incredibly exciting
0: And were you nervous about moving into cricket coverage?
1: I knew enough about the game to feel comfortable in an anchoring position to sort of facilitate those conversations between the experts. You know, I'm not there to be an expert. I'm there to let the experts do their thing. But you can't do this job unless you do have a good working knowledge (laughs) of the game. So I was more nervous about working in the live format to that many people because when you work in India, it's very different to working in Australia. So for example you know, you don't have teleprompters. Everything is done by memory or by a producer in your ear. So, which actually made you a better presenter in, in, in all because you had to know your stuff. You had to know what was going on. If technology failed, the te- you know, teleprompter would fail, but there was no risk of that happening, which is why they work that way. And my role was quite varied in that I did pre, post, mid shows in Kent Cricket Live, which is the, the program that airs during the, sh- during the game. But I also did a lot of pre-recorded shows too. So I was covering Inside RCB, which is, of course, about the Royal Challenges Bangalore. I do IPL Unplugged every week, which is sort of a culmination of all the best parts of the Vivo IPL that we saw for the week. I did the social media segments where we'd sort of find all the things that were trending and what the players were doing outside of the game because – I think with the rise of social media and, and how much a massive part of the game it is now, people love getting behind the scenes and actually getting to know these players better. Because yeah, in India, they're gods.
0: Especially in T20 cricket, <laughs> Yeah, you know, with that engagement with the younger audience.
1: Mm. But for, you know, India, it is their sport. It is the number one sport. They they love it. They thrive on it. Their players are just absolute idols for them. So anything that sort of takes you behind the scenes and lets you get to know them better was, was amazing. And so Star really put a lot of effort into... The colour stories and the, and the content outside of the game and the stats itself, that sort of, you know, makes the players and the tournament what it is. So, and it's yeah. the
0: backstories that make it mm. interesting as well. You hear about a player's life outside cricket can bring more to the game. So you touched on how India is so passionate about cricket. Mm. I've never been there, but can you give the listeners maybe an insight of, of what it's like over there and how intense uh, the atmosphere is around the IPL and with the cricket?
1: Yeah, look, it's... IPL is basically all India talks about for two whole months. So I was based in Mumbai pretty much the entire time and Mumbai Indians being the home team, you can't go 100 metres without seeing some sort of IPL, Mumbai Indian specific paraphernalia everywhere. They're just everywhere. They're on the TV every five seconds because all the sponsors have jumped on board um, to be a part of the competition. They're, They're physically everywhere on the billboards all around the city and the game's on every single day the, for two the months. the Mumbai
0: population embrace the team?
1: 100%. 100%. They're very passionate fans. So it was uh, a little difficult start to the season because they had a terrible start to the season, basically. They didn't win any games. And, you know, with such a big team like the Mumbai Indians, which have such a massive and passionate following. You sort of almost felt the city react to that. So, you know, because everyone was just tuning in and watching and, and hoping and, and waiting for them to sort of get into the competition. And because it is... All anyone watches for two months, you almost do feel feel that in the atmosphere. And you know, whenever I was in the car driving to work, it's on the radio. They're talking about it. I'm seeing it. It's you can't get away from it. And to it sounds be sounds like heaven to me. It, it, it is pretty fantastic. I have to say, I love how passionate the Indian fans are. I don't think you've sort of heard anything like it until you've gone to an IPL game, uh, an AFL grand final. Nothing on a standard IPL game. I hate really? to say it, but wow. in terms of the crowd and, and the atmosphere and the excitement that builds, the first my first day at Star Sport, I was actually at Wankati Stadium for a home game with Mumbai and I was standing on the field sort of looking around and it's three hours before the game started and there's barely anyone there and the noise is deafening. I was like, oh my gosh, what's it going to be like when it's full? And I have to say, you, you just haven't heard anything like it. It's... I heard, Absolutely incredible. I heard when
0: they cross to try and speak to the players on the field like they do in the Big Bash when they're mic'd up yeah. over in the IPL. It's so loud. The players most of the time can't hear anything. It happened asked. to me
1: on my first day. I was standing a, mi- a metre and a half away from KP and Nasser Hussein, who were my experts and we were ch- chatting about what happened at the toss and KP couldn't hear me. At all. So we did the whole, oh, it's very loud here at Wankhede Stadium. Sorry, I we'll might have to throw back to you in the studio, Mindy. It's um, We can't really hear anything you say. Well,
0: I guess what do you do?
1: Yeah, That's it. That's live TV and I think everyone gets that and expects it. And if you've been to a game, you understand. The noise is just insane. And in that particular game as well, the owners of the Mumbai Indians sponsor 21,000 underprivileged children to come from all around Mumbai completely, all expenses paid, kitted out food everything to watch the game so when you've got a packed stadium let alone at least half of it full of children Crazy who are just kids. so exciting and they've all got those horns and they're all slapping uh, honest to god I've, I've literally never heard anything like it it was it was amazing and it's exciting you feel it you feel it in your very core it's, really? it's amazing and you know ben said at one Kitty stadium he can go straight up to you know a fellow fielder's ear and yell in his ear something and they can't hear each other yeah, and, and that's at point blank range. Wow. So
0: I guess on the flip side of that, we're recording this podcast on Monday, the day after Mumbai Indians were no. unfortunately <laughs> eliminated from the IPL. I know. And your partner Ben, almost, Ben Cutting, almost smashed Mumbai to victory. I didn't quite get the support down the order, but... I could see the disappointment. Well, I could see Ben was on the sideline when he got out. You could just see in his face how mm. disappointed he was. But yeah. the crowd, there were Mumbai supporters sitting there, like staring out into the distance like they'd they'd lost a family member or yeah, something. Yeah,
1: it's, it's devastating. It is – they live and breathe it. And I think the most incredible thing as well is – Everywhere you look, cricket is present. Whether or not it's kids playing gully cricket on the street or adults for that matter, everyone playing cricket on the street, kids playing air swings as they walk they're walking along. It's just, it's so ingrained in their culture to to play cricket and to sort of have it as part of your life. So it is it is devastating, and they live for this time of year. It, it's so exciting to have a concentrated. Um, tournament like that, which really does bring the best of the best. In fact, the tagline of the tournament was tough as 20 or best versus best because they really do believe, um, you know, the appeal of the IPL does bring all the best players. Well, and does. we saw that Absolutely. in the auction. Everyone put their hand up for it and the lucky hundreds of something so players that actually got a gig um, in the IPL was, was pretty incredible.
0: Hit the jackpot.
1: Absolutely. And it was a very nerve-wracking moment. That auction, my gosh, that's one of the most nervous moments I think we've had, is sitting there just praying that Ben got picked up again. And this is his sixth IPL. So he's very lucky to have been a part of that many, because as we know, so many incredible international players do miss out.
0: Well, he's done really well. He was man of the match, I think, two IPLs ago in the final. 2016, yeah. Uh, who was he playing for? Would it have been? Hyderabad. Hyderabad. So... That's when they won? Yeah. So he's won the IPL and he's got, what, another contract, a year left in his contract with Mumbai? Like two years or three years?
1: They're, they're two years now with the new, the new deal, but of course they can choose not to retain him if they want. So fingers crossed he's done enough to stick no. around for another year.
0: I think there'll be a few other players they might not retain, but Ben <laughs> is pretty safe. Now, how were you treated by fans over there? I guess for a lot of them you were a new face on the scene. What was it like?
1: It is crazy. I mean, because I've been to IPL a few times now. I'm just traveling with Ben. I've gone over and visited. And I've been to India once before when I was Miss World. So when I was Miss World, I sort of experienced a bit of attention, I suppose, because those competitions are highly revered in India. Some of the massive Bollywood stars yep. come from Miss India and Miss World competitions. So when I was there in First the capacity. First Miss World on the
0: podcast, by the way. Oh, there we go. Groundbreaking
1: debut on debut yeah so I I sort of was used to the taking photos and people wanting to sort of get in you know come up and meet you and all of that and then seeing the way that Ben has been treated the couple times that I've gone over you know he can walk down the street very easily here in Australia no one knows or you know, really cares. I, I, suppose. Would, I would recognize <laughs> it. Uh, unless you were a cricket fan, in which case you would. But over there, it's honestly like walking around Brad Pitt. I've never you seen really? anything like it, particularly in your home state too. Yeah. Um, you know, Mumbai, as I yep. said, living and breathing the game, you couldn't go anywhere. And for that reason, they never really leave the hotel. It's quite a, unless you're traveling to a training session or playing, you don't sort of really leave a hotel for that reason because they get mobbed, absolutely yep. mobbed. And after about a week of being on TV, all of a sudden, in the right context, that started happening to me. So if I was at a game, all of a sudden, oh, Miss Sarah, Miss Sarah, can I get a photo? And all of a sudden, once one person gets a photo, everyone runs in and gets a photo. They sort of realise that that's someone there they want a photo with. Social media boomed as a result of being over there. I think it went up you know, tens of thousands because people you know, tuning in and, and seeing you on TV, I suppose, and having that connection with Ben too sort of was a bit of a double whammy because mm. they, they knew I was there um, through him and they knew I was there because I was on TV so uh, you know start with start with fantastic we sort of never really made that connection until towards the end of my time there they legitimately saw me as someone they want to invest in for the next little while which was really exciting and have me as, as part of the team so you want to be there because you're good at your job not, not because, because of it who it you me, know me, exactly. so yeah so that, that was really fantastic I did do one interview with Ben which you can find on the Mumbai Indians website which was quite funny and Star really wanted me to sort of have a fun interview with him and sort of break him down, and ask him some funny questions. So yeah, that was a bit of fun. But other than that, we actually led very separate lives. I barely saw him. I think I saw him three separate days across a month because they're traveling. I'm working 10 hour, 10 to 15 hour days in the studio. And then of course they have as many away games as they have home games. So yeah, I, I really didn't even get to see him that much.
0: I think the IPL must be similar to the Big Bash, that it feels like a sort of travelling circus. And as you say, you, you're you always moving, it's hard work, it's long days, It's you finish recording, the next day you're on a flight and you're off to cover another game, especially in the Big Bash. Mm. And I'm sure it's the same in the IPL, that it's just that sort of frenetic uh, pace of, of work. But I find that quite exciting. Did you find that pace quite exciting?
1: Absolutely. You know, if I did have a day off, I didn't want it. I was, you know, no, put me on, give me something to do, I don't need a day off, I'm fine. You you get very caught up in the excitement, and the atmosphere of it, and, you know, getting to work with the caliber a buzz of the going people. To work as well. Yeah, and getting to work with the caliber of the people that I was working with. You know, being a diehard cricket fan my whole life, all of a sudden I'm sitting on the couch in the green room next to Brett Lee and Michael Clark and Mark Waugh and Kuma Sangakara and. BVS Lakshman. And like, it's just insane the people that Star had brought on to to work as part of the, the commentary sort of side of things. And I just learnt and enjoyed so much of my time. I didn't want to be away from the studio.
0: A lot of the players seem to rotate in and out of the coverage, don't they? Being there for the whole two months is quite a big commitment yep. for some of these um, commentators. So they, I've noticed a lot of them tend to do stints. They'll do a month and then New commentators have come in.
1: Yeah, between two and three weeks was generally sort of the standard. There's a couple of guys that are there the entire time. So, you know, Dean Jones, Scotty Styrus... Michael Clark, they're there for the duration. Michael Clark, for example, splits his time between World Feed and the Select Dugout. Uh, for those of you who probably don't know, because unfortunately we didn't get the Dugout commentary with our Fox Sports coverage, but the Dugout was this new brainchild of Star Sports where they sort of wanted to have a version of commentary which sort of felt like you were overhearing a bunch of old players discussing a game at the pub. So they were allowed to be a little bit more opinionated, a little bit more predictive, um, have a bit more personality, I suppose, and then the world fee which had to be that ball-by-ball coverage which was, you know, really exciting um, and amazing and I think it went really well for them because people loved hearing greats of the game discuss it in that manner. It was, it was very personable, um, I think, and people mm. sort of got to know them better as well. I would love and to have heard it. It was, it was amazing.
0: It was absolutely amazing. I've often thought good cricket commentary, it should feel like you're... You're sitting next to a couple of interesting people talking about the game. And, it, you know, they can go off on tangents, but that's sort of what you want, just an, an interesting conversation going while the cricket's happening, especially on TV where you can see what's happening.
1: And, you know, you can watch this game every single day for two months. So when you are tuning in that much, you want to have that, that diversity and something interesting to listen to. And the great thing about Star having the rights for the first time this year as they really wanted to make it as engaging and different to what people have known in the past as possible. So, a lot of what we did was also colour stories and you know, they sent Brettley out one day disguised as an old man. He got in makeup for about 6 hours, came out looking like Gandalf, went down to play some gully cricket with some kids just on the streets in in um, Bombay and by the end of it, he started actually letting his skills show. And the kid's like, well, what's going on here? This guy's really good. He's just like bowl-like an old man. Him. And he whipped off his wig and he was like, oh, my gosh, it's Brett Lee, who's an institution in India, yeah, mind I, you. I
0: think Australians really understand. He's a genuine he is, superstar dude. He's
1: Mr. Cricket in India. It's insane. He's I, I, you know, I had a day off one day and I went to a supermarket just to sort of get a few little snacks and bits and pieces. And lo, behold, here's Brett on the soy milk. I took a photo and tweeted it. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't get away from you. But he is everywhere and he's learnt Hindi. So he actually did a bit of coverage in Hindi as well, which is very
0: impressive. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He's he's got a career in India that we don't know about. And I have
1: to say, the nicest person. Had such a great time getting to know him and the boys. But he's a muso himself too. So we had a lot of fun jamming in the green room.
0: Bit of a step down though. You've studied at the (laughs) conservatory. Now you're with a guitarist who's greatest. Um, six and
1: out. He six had an and album. Out, exactly. He had an album. Don't you worry about that.
0: You might be reforming with Karen <laughs> as the, the front woman.
1: We did actually uh, did do a segment on Star Sports. Where we had a bit of a jam. Put it on my Instagram as well, and they filmed it, which we put on the show just for one of the color
0: stories. Yeah, what were we singing, Adele? Yeah, a bit
1: of Adele. We sort of tried to think of something that everyone everyone would know and for some reason that's what we thought of
0: yeah i you certainly did well he wasn't bad actually binger
1: he's, he's, he's pretty he's pretty good and he's very handy cricketer. at learning things very quickly which is which is good so we had good fun
0: good one now let's talk a bit about the cricket a- anything about the tournament like any players or moments stand out from from watching it
1: it 's a long tournament being two months,
0: so it 's thick and fast. I can think
1: of a few moments as, as they sort of happened. I got there about a week after it started. had some prior commitments in Australia where i couldn 't including Osman Khawaja's wedding, which is why i couldn 't get over there from the beginning. But towards the beginning, it seemed like the resurgence of the veterans, which was pretty exciting, so Shane Watson hit a ton and found some incredible form for the first time in a little while. And then Chris Gale got a game and sort of did the same thing. And um, Tony... was the
0: world's best. That's it.
1: He's back. He's back to being universe boss. And, you know, MS Dhoni, Tala, they call him the greatest. He's got a million nicknames, that guy. He found the most incredible form and was finishing Mm -hmm. games like he was 10 years ago. And we're finding all of these, you know, memes and things all over Twitter, which people were creating. And it's when I was in grade four, Dhoni was finishing games like this, and now I'm graduating university and he's still finishing games like this. You know, he's sort of really found form again. So that was exciting to sort of see these you know, players. The veterans, the veterans back. come back and, you know, age is not a number. Look at them turning back the clock. And then sort of fast forward a few weeks, what we were calling next gen, which is there's some incredible talent coming through India, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shreyas Iyer, Prithvi Shaw.
0: K.L. Rahul. I thought oh, he started very scoring well. Scoring
1: tons and tons of runs and and, you know, winning winning games for their teams at such a young age Shreyas eye taking over the captaincy of DD cuz Gotham Gambia Stepped aside, you know that's a huge, huge undertaking to came on. Well. He did give up his paycheck for the rest that's of the, the tournament. Ricky Ponting
0: coach side, they had a little disappointing year. They, they, they did and started slowly and never got going.
1: And I think the greatest thing about this tournament was the teams were very evenly matched. I think it was a very good auction in the end because you had Delhi, who were bottom of the ladder, beat CSK, who were at the top of the ladder. The game before Mumbai last night beat Mumbai quite convincingly, really, that at least CSK in the end. And to have the bottom team beating the top team at that level of the tournament, you'd think, you know, teams would find their groove and sort of get away with it. We were going into the last round of games with five teams in contention for that last two spots, you know, to make the playoffs. So it was very evenly matched. And, you know, Mumbai, I think, really missed out on a lot of games. They had a couple of overs gone their way. They could have been top of the table. Things were so close. They had so many last over, last ball thrillers. Uh, it was, yeah, it was amazing to watch. And you really never knew who was going to win a game. There were no dead rubbers. There were no absolute hopeless teams. So that that in itself made for a really exciting time.
0: Yeah, I was glued to the final Mumbai match. I mean, there was a lot on the line there. And then yeah. the Royals, Rajasthan Royals, the game before They had to win to stay in it, and they um, hold a little bit of affection because of Shane Warne winning the first IPL with the Royals.
1: And it's their first one back after being banned for two Mm. years. So we had Chennai and Rajasthan reinstated after having a bit of a hiatus from the games. So, yeah, so it was an exciting time for them, and and it's incredible that they've managed to sort of make it through because in a lot of the teams, I sort of feel like many of them still haven't reached their potential. I don't feel like there's ever sort of been a game where – an entire team has operated to their fullest potential, which you know. When does that happen?
0: Sunrises have looked pretty good the whole time. They have, but their Rashid batting's Can't not been amazing. that
1: strong. Their bowling attack has been mm. incredible, and that's what's won them games. There's been they're starting to sort of find some more runs in the ladder start, in latter points. But you know, they were defending totals of 118 but at Rashid one Can't point.
0: is amazing. He is. I, I was rapt with him when he played for Adelaide, and I thought he could bowl them to the big bash, and he did. And and he's he the nicest exactly person, the I have
1: to say. He and Ben get along really well. They played for Sunrisers together last year. Yeah, uh, he's he's a very sweet guy. And again, it's it shows you how cricket can change lives. If Absolutely. you look at what he was doing back in Afghanistan, Mohammad Nabi as well. He you know was in the in the army in Afghanistan, and now he gets to play professional cricket
0: all around the world. All around paid the world, very well. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, this year was a bit of a down year for the Australians over there. So Andrew Ty did exceptionally well, leading wicket taker. Yeah, purple uh, ben, ben did very well. And I guess Shane Watson and Chris Lynn have been pretty good throughout the tournament, probably not as consistent as they have been in the past. But apart from that... I don't think the Australians have dominated like they have in years past. Obviously, having Smith and Warner not there didn't help, but Maxwell struggled.
1: Finch struggled uh, as well. You know, he think he started his season with quite a few ducks in a row. He, he's a, an amazing player and for some reason just sort of wasn't getting in the groove. But that, but that's IPL for you. It's
0: Darcy Short. Darcy struggled. Short.
1: Uh, yes, I think. India was a very new experience for him. It's a very different wicket than he's used to. I think I he, he's better with pace on the ball, um, but over there, it's you know. I think spin it would have been king. eye-opening
0: just off the field. I mean, I've met Darcy for a couple of times.
1: Oh my gosh, what what is this? Yeah, would kids from a Darwin, big experience. so they have exposed to the big bad world of India, and. And it can be a bit of a spiral sometimes. I think you get into a form slump, and when you're overseas, you're you're playing out of your comfort zone. The wickets are very different. You're in a team environment which is unfamiliar because it's, it's overseas. It is, and There's they will four drop you. Spots. If they you're not will performing, drop you. You're gone. And if you, you know, when you do finally get that chance again, I mean, look at Kyron Pollard. He had a terrible season, all things considered, from um, Mumbai, and he didn't play probably five or six games in a row there and sort of came back into it. The last couple, you know, he's a marquee player, but they dropped him. Mm. He's worth millions of dollars, but they still dropped him because he wasn't performing. So and in the makeup of the teams, depending on, on what they've got and what's available, many, many amazing players sits on the sidelines. So, you know, I think uh, Faf 2 plus C didn't really play much as well for his team. So it's, yeah, it's incredible how it works. I just
0: saw him up the back looking in the mirror. of the <laughs> <laughs> Poor Faf. Poor Faf. <laughs> Uh, all right. Now, the the Big Bash is mirroring the IPL next season. I want your insight in, into this, having been over there. You know, it's going to be a full 14 game per team season in the Big Bash, a home and away, which which I think is a good thing. Uh, but there is some whispers that some people think it's sort of too long. What, what do you think about having a proper home and away Look, I've, tournament? I've spoken to
1: Ben about this and when it was sort of being, being talked about and his view was a little bit more conservative too, saying I'm just worried that maybe we're diluting our numbers too much. But I I don't think that's true. I think everyone's really taken to the big bash. I think it's been exciting and incredibly innovative for cricket and it's bringing in new audiences daily. You know, I've got a bunch of girlfriends that I grab along to all my games now who I don't have to drag kicking and screaming anymore (laughs) because it's exciting and it's a format of the game that even if you're not sort of too familiar with cricket, you can get on board with and, and enjoy. Have
0: you made them all support the heat
1: now? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, but I think as a tournament stands, it's fairer to play everyone home and against. I think it's it's not it's not really ideal to only play some teams once and some teams twice because inevitably you're going to have stronger teams than others in in years due to injury or, or selection. Yeah, I or whatever think the it tournament needs
0: to evolve as well, and mm. perhaps we won't get the intensity that you had when it was eight games per team. Two years ago where every game was sold out because you only had a limited number of opportunities to go to. The crowds might dilute a little, but I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think that having it longer will promote more interest.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, you know, the Gabba sold out pretty much every single game as it was. I, I think in certain areas, ticket sales are not going to be a problem at all. And hopefully it gives more people an opportunity to go to a game who maybe scheduling didn't fit in with their lives, which is exciting too. So we know the numbers were great on TV, so people were interested in watching. So maybe if there's, there's more games as well that people can actually get out there and get to, we will just naturally see more, more numbers anyway.
0: Yeah, can't wait. Now, is there anything else you think the Big Bash could copy from the IPL? They have coloured caps, they have DRS. Well, what do you think we could learn from the IPL?
1: DRS is important in in a game like T20. Every ball is crucial, so a really bad call can really. Make or break a game for your team, so I think you know that that's that's probably something that I wouldn't mind seeing. The the you know the purple Did slow the
0: game down at all,
1: a, a little bit. But you know they like it in India. We Drama, milked it excitement. Yeah, we we had something called a sit tire strategic timeout as well, which is a two and a half minute break that each team can take at any given time to sort of recollect and 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 counter. And you know that sort of worked as well. It builds suspense. They have a lot going on at the games, which I think is amazing. You know, when you go to a home game at Mumbai, the activations in and around the stadium is just exceptional as well. And I know I know, Big Bash, at least in Brisbane, because that's where I spend most of my home games, really puts a big effort into sort of doing the same thing as well and, and getting them involved. Uh, I think the select dugout commentary that we spoke on a little bit before was a great initiative. I would love to see maybe a little bit more of that in, in the Big Bash, a bit more conversational, a bit more... Um, Colourful, perhaps. I yep. suppose that was a nice that was a nice little addition. Maybe that's something we can look at now. We've got Fox Sports and Channel Seven covering have covering the games. Bit more
0: uh, technical, maybe as well on the Fox Sports. Yeah. What about the coloured caps? I like the coloured caps. I think we should come up with uh, some coloured caps for the Big Bash.
1: Yeah, why not? I leading, think it's... we could
0: take a leading run scorer. What is it? That, that's what they do. Yeah.
1: So you have got the orange cap for the person that scored the highest amount of runs, and you know the second you actually tick over to the, to the winner. You don't have to wait to the end of the game to get that cap. You get that at the innings break. They'll awesome. literally put it straight on you. Or, or, you know, Andrew Tai, of course, purple cap with about 24 Four wickets, wickets, I think yeah. it was, which is pretty pretty incredible in, in 14 or so games. I think he has a couple he didn't even play as well, so he's done very well. Uh, it's a nice little... Added extra, yeah. I suppose, a little kudos, maybe something for the players to sort of strive towards. I know we have those leaderboards if you jump onto the BBL website and you can sort of have a look um, and sort of see where people stand. You know, perhaps if it's if it's not your team that the, the player sort of was involved in, it's sort of interesting to know who's actually doing really well that maybe you sort of haven't picked up on. So, you know, when you're picking your fantasy team, yeah. whatever people are doing, it's it's a nice little added extra. I like the
0: caps. Yeah. Uh, now, do you think, having watched a lot of T20 cricket, having a partner that plays, that safety is something they need to sort of start looking at?
1: That's a difficult one, I think. And, you know, you can get hit anywhere. I was watching the game last night and Mustafa Rahman got whacked one back into his ankle. You know, what can he do? You can't wear full body armour when you play a game. It's sort of an unfortunate part of the game. I think the, the addition of that extra bit on the helmet post Phil Hughes is – is an important thing and it's something that I'm I'm really glad has happened. I definitely think umpires should maybe be a little more protected because they're just standing still and having to be in the line of fire. But I think you'll be hard to find a bowler that'd be happy to wear a bit of headgear when he was running in (laughs) a million miles an hour to bowl. I can't imagine that would be very comfortable, but yeah, I think, the boys are getting stronger and faster, and and things are more fast-paced in T twenty now as well. So, you know, perhaps it is something to to have a look at. But as I said, you know, you can get balls hit back of you at you any sort of part of your body. It's it'd be sort of difficult to find yeah. uh, find a solution. I, I think, think
0: sometimes those head, they, when they, their heads are so exposed when they let the ball go. But well, it's you, true.
1: You head down, particularly the fast balls, it yeah. takes a few seconds for them to sort of get upright and sort of see what what's going on. But and I've seen bank hit, hit in the head more batting than I have
0: bowling, that's for sure. <laughs> Did you wince, when, obviously, when that happens?
1: Oh, it's horrible. It's a horrible feeling. And, you know, Rohit Sharma went down in the field yesterday and looked like he popped his shoulder out too. And they panned straight away to his, his wife, Ritika, who's sitting in the sitting in the crowd. And she just looked like she gone white. It's, it's it's not a fun feeling watching your partner out there and there's nothing you can do. You can't get to them. They can't hear you. You can't run down and see what's going on. It's, yes, it's not a fun feeling and I actually really don't enjoy watching him play. I'd
0: really? much prefer
1: to watch a game of cricket that he has nothing to do with. <laughs>
0: But you were watching last night, so I was. I was. Oh,
1: I had my shirt over my head by the end of it. I couldn't. I couldn't deal. And I had everyone messaging me from over in India as well. The boys going, "Oh, he can do it. He can do it." I'm like, "Oh, I can't cope. It's <laughs> horrible."
0: All right, listeners, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with the commentary critique segment. Welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket podcast. I've got a special guest, Erin Holland here, straight from the IPL coverage to Cricket Unfiltered. And I've got her here to help me with the commentary critique segment now. One of the most popular segments from listeners. They love getting into commentary. And you've just started in it. And did anyone help you out in the beginning with your Move into cricket commentary and, and how to talk about it and that kind of well, thing? Well, to be
1: fair, I wasn't commentating. I, I was an anchor. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I would never pretend to be an expert having not played the game you myself. Get the and terms any...
0: right and yeah, but ask the right questions.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, having grown up watching the game for such a long time, I had a very firm grasp on, on the basics and a lot to do with it. But chatting with the boys in, in the breaks that when we were watching the game was, was fantastic. I learned so much from sitting with greats at the game and actually getting to ask those questions like, okay, but why does Jew affect the weekend? And what, what do you mean by that? Uh, you know, you said this earlier. How Can you sort of explain that to me a little bit more? And my in-depth knowledge and understanding of the game has increased incredibly having been a part of IPL which is fantastic my pronunciation of the indian names is also very good
0: might need a lesson on having, that having
1: having to having to get that un, under my belt because there's nothing wrong, like nothing worse than saying someone's name wrong i think when you when you're in that sort of
0: sort of environment so and did any 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 players or broadcasters help you or give you any sort of coaching beforehand
1: well, not coaching as much but we had a lot of conversation and discussion and star sports were fantastic it's sort of you know, helping me grow my skill set throughout my time as well, just in terms of the delivery and, you know, some things that you say and some things that you don't say. And as I said, for me, it was very much, I'm not an expert. I'm there to facilitate the conversation between the experts. So um, keeping things with a certain sort of of terminology um, rather than making it personal Mm. is very important. And yeah, I, you know, it was incredible. I I, I learned a lot, a lot in my month.
0: Sometimes it's it's a good to have someone who has an inquisitive mind to ask questions that a viewer might be thinking and sometimes, you know, another expert might not take into account.
1: Absolutely. You know, we're not – many of the viewers aren't professional cricket players, of course, so there's things that they don't understand or or don't quite know. and And I think I'm a perfect example of that. I love the game. I've watched it for years and years and years, but there are some things that I still don't understand. So being able to ask these people – you know, who are, as I said, legends of the game or, um, you know, before I go on air, I'd often have a conversation with Ben and say, hey, so what do you think about this? This is what I'm thinking. Is this, <laughs> am I on the right track here? I'm thinking of asking KP this question or I'm thinking of asking Nasser Hussain this question or Michael Clark this from a captaincy perspective, just checking I'm on the right track. And, and that was really ben great had a too. You
0: laugh when you'd run this by him.
1: But I oh know, he's, he's pretty good he's, he's, and very supportive too. I know it might not have been easy for him to sort of have me such a big part of, of his world, but, you know, he's very supportive to his credit. And, you know, we we're excited to sort of be in India together, but didn't see him anyway. It was so busy. <laughs> yeah,
0: did, did it feel like you were entering his world a little bit now working in cricket?
1: Probably more so in, um, in his world than he... He is in a way too, because I'm sitting with the selectors of the Australian team and coaches and people who I probably got to talk to on a level that he's never gotten to talk to too, which is pretty amazing. And go, oh, I did this today or Wouldn't I met ben this be person. be great in
0: the T20 Aussie side, oh, Junior? winky
1: winky. Um, yeah, so that, on, was, that was – and, you know, it was fantastic to sort of get some perspective and advice for him from those sorts of, of players as well. There was a period where Ben wasn't playing and not getting picked and – bias unfortunately always tends to sort of come in when you're when you're w- wanting your partner to play and I'm there going, why you know why is he not playing? I think he'd do really well. And to actually have them agree with me and say, yeah, you know, he should be, he should be playing and them sort of voice the, that on air as well was, was good. So it's nice to know that I'm not <laughs> completely off the mark and bias in terms of assessing his game, I suppose, and, and how he's going. And, you know, Brett Lee had some great advice for him in terms of bowling, uh, which was fantastic, you know, have more confidence, I want more Yorkers, want more wide-line Yorkers, like he should be trying this. Maybe he should, you know, talk to Bondi, who was the bowling coach mm. at the Mumbai Indians, about this, uh, which is great to have an, another, another insight because I think they can get very caught up with how they're going, wondering whether or not they can sort of voice their concerns within their team sometimes and I think having a bit more open communication would do someone like Ben a world of good so yeah it was great Do you to think serve. that's one
0: of the challenges in franchise cricket when you have all these people come together at the last minute players, coaches so that the communication's not maybe as robust as it would be saying his home environment in Queensland where you can talk do you think that's a challenge for players then? Of
1: course you've got a whole bunch of people who've never played together before and you know cricket is a team sport it relies on everyone to sort of pitch in and know what's going on and what the other's doing and you know, coaching staff who are, you know, working with players they've ever played with before, they mm. maybe got amazing research and stats there now. But as we know, stats are not always indicative of a performance sometimes and what someone's capable of, drop catch here or, you know, lucky you snick for, story, yeah. for six there doesn't always necessarily show the strengths and weaknesses of a player. You get to know that the more you play together. So this was the first year, of course, having the 10-year reshuffle of all the teams. Hopefully they've picked a team that they're going to try and stick with for the most part maybe for next year because I feel like they really did find their groove for about six or seven games in. Mumbai in particular, of course, is the only one I can really comment on Mm. having having known Ben and his experience. Uh, You know, it is really difficult and from a team perspective, I know he very much enjoyed Mumbai. It was a very supportive, sort of very family-oriented environment experience. He felt very comfortable, really enjoyed the guys in the team, which is really important too because I think – two months overseas in an unfamiliar environment. If you've got no friends, Traveling around it, would be together. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. And as I said, they don't spend a lot of time outside of the hotel for security purposes because they are so so famous over there. It can get really lonely, but I know he really enjoyed his time and really loves Mumbai. So fingers crossed he's back for another year.
0: Yeah, he'll be coming back soon though. So you'll get to see him, which will be good.
1: Uh, it seems like, you know, oh gosh, IPL is almost over for another year and before you know it, it'll be back. It seems like IPL and then you go Big, I was actually going to the Caribbean Premier League oh. as well in a couple of weeks.
0: So lucky! I remember he was injured for last oh, year. Oh, I broke my him before. heart.
1: He got a hernia at preseason yeah. training camp and missed CPL last year. And I went, "Well, there's my Do holiday." You know who he's playing for he's playing for St Kitts. Wow, St, St. St. Kitts, St.
0: Kitts, St. Kitts and Nevis. Yeah, great. So fantastic. That's
1: Chris Gale's team.
0: And, and are you going over?
1: I plan on it. Excellent. Work permitting, I will be definitely going for a little bit of a holiday, which would be amazing.
0: Now there is an impression that. In India, the BCCI controls everything. Is that true? Is that what your impression was?
1: They have a a very strong hold over everything that happens. Definitely, they were involved in pretty much everything that that went on there. They we even saw them in the studio a few times. They come around and sort of check on how everything was going, which is you know important. This is this is their baby, and it's part of Indian cricket, which is you know huge and massive. Like we said, it's it's the number one sport. No one did anything that they weren't aware of, I suppose. And even the content on all of the, the individual shows that we had as well. We had team shows for the four major teams which aired the day of each game. All that content, everything gets approved by them. So, yeah. They, they everything definitely goes go, through. The be- everything e- Editorial goes through. Goes yeah. through. Wow. yeah. BCCI um, oversee everything. There's, yeah, there's nothing that you can sort of get away with.
0: <laughs> so The impressions are true.
1: They are. They are.
0: All right, now I've got a quote here. We're coming to the end, Aaron. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, we're coming to the end, but there's a quote here that's from you on news.com.au that says, being a cricket wag is anything but easy. And this <laughs> is referring to Sandpaper Gate, the controversy in South Africa. You ride the roller coaster with them. Pen has played with everyone who's been implicated. And yeah, yeah, it's been really, a really devastating thing that has happened. Now, I guess... You know, from the public's point of view, from it was it was a really awful time in Australian cricket. But I guess you had a different view of it. What well, must have been really hard to see players and partners struggling.
1: Absolutely, and as I said, I can really empathise from from that perspective because you do ride the rave of them. Like you know, competitive sport is is got plenty of ups and downs. You get you play well, you get dropped. You get injured. You could spend months sitting on the sideline. You're never really sure where your future sort of lies with cricket it could all end tomorrow so you've got that but then to have sort of a controversy like this send shockwaves through the cricketing community was really you know really difficult and I I do know the girls and I can only imagine what a really intense and and stressful time it was and will continue to be for them for the next 12 months as well so yeah I think it was um, a lapse in judgment which had catastrophic consequences I suppose I'm not saying that I don't think the right thing was done. I think if you do something wrong, you should be punished for it. But it's it's just sad, sort of the way it, the way it all went down. I think we could all see from those press conferences how deeply affected and, and sorry everyone involved was. So, just fingers crossed they can get back to some great cricket in twelve months' time.
0: Yeah, and there seems to be a groundswell of opinion that perhaps the the penalties were too harsh. That a year for Smith and Warner was probably too much. So there is, I think when they come back, there's a real chance for redemption for these players. And, you know, we can see them build their image back up again.
1: Yeah, I think we are forgiving Australians. Like, we, we get that things happen sometimes and and you know in in all sports and in all walks of life people have made mistakes in our in our you know media i suppose and and have managed to come back from them you know we love a comeback story in australia mm. and i very much hope and and expect that it will be like that for them in 12 months time so and we'll probably come out stronger for this i think in the end and it's you know it's made us sort of really assess where our game is at in this country and what we can do better and i think improvement is always something that we should be
0: striving for. So Yeah, I think it was just a bit too long. The, the penalties got were too far. Mm. You mentioned Usman Khawaj's wedding. What, what was it like? Tell us about it. It
1: was beautiful. It was, it was really beautiful. He's such a nice guy, uh, Uz, Uz, He's an absolute legend. So Ben and Us lived together for about four years. When he first moved from New South Wales to play for Queensland, he moved in with Ben. And so when I first met Ben Uzi was very much part of the fray like I think he came on our first Valentine's Day together <laughs> dinner good one Ben It was good always, how did, always uh, how did this last you know I, last.
0: I love Uzi. he's he's no, part how of the family you and Ben he <laughs> says the wrong things on podcast he takes another cricketer on a Valentine's Day I mean
1: it's true it's true uh you know it was it was a really beautiful beautiful day I'm was a bridesmaid so I'm very good friends with his Now wife, Ben, was a a groomsman and actually delayed his entry to the IPL because the wedding was the day before the Mm. first game. So Ben ended up leaving the reception at about 8 o'clock and getting the midnight flight to India so he could be present for the first fixture of the entire tournament. So, yeah, it it was amazing. It's always lovely to see. Yeah. It was. It was a lovely day and it's great to see him so happy and, you know, fingers crossed he's in for a, a really, really strong Strong year, yeah, and a strong Before marriage. So, uh, <laughs> any
0: any behind the scenes gossip, like who was the best dancer
1: at the wedding? Yeah, well, actually, his nephew was incredible. They put together a bit of a surprise dance for the bride and groom, which was amazing. And Khawaj's had everything. Nephew, yeah, right? Kawaja's nephew. So, his his oldest brother, his his little one. Um, they all got up together. One of his brothers, the nephew, and a couple of his friends put together a bit of a dance, which was which was pretty amazing, very funny.
0: And how much dessert did Matt Renshaw eat? <laughs> how many times did he go to the dessert table? I didn't
1: see because I was on the bridal table and they, they were sitting as a, a player's table okay. a little bit further away. So I, I didn't see, but... I know um, they're about to hit pre-season again, so I think it's about to be very yeah, busy. he will work it off. That's it. We had a bit of a joke um, over in over in India because it's it's very hot and the players expend a lot of energy and they, you know, you're playing in forty degrees plus. It's about the only time Ben ever lets himself eat dessert every single day of the week because he knows he's going to burn it off. <laughs> so one plus, one plus to the heat over there in India. Too.
0: <laughs> Well, um, Erin, thanks so much for coming in to do the podcast. There's been a big change now in Australian media. Fox have got the rights to cricket. It's going to seven... Is that something you've, would you like to get into local cricket coverage now that you've done it in India?
1: A hundred percent. I'd love to. If there's a network that I work with in Australia, it has always been Seven, done quite a few bits and pieces for them across the time. So I was pretty chuffed that it was them that ended up winning the rights, which was very exciting. So yeah, it's definitely something that I'd love to do and be involved in, um, in the same sort of capacity that I was in India as an as a anchor slash color story reporter, definitely I feel very comfortable Excellent. Doing and was there that. a lot
0: of excitement in India about the New deal in Australia did it sort of gravitate through the boxes yeah, the there, IPL? there
1: was of course and you know for star sport as well as a network it's important for them to know these sorts of things because they cover the Bbl of course back in back in their country even though their players don't play so yeah the boys talked about it a lot in the green room oh you know I heard this person might be going here or oh, are you going there or oh, I can't say it's all under wraps um yeah so it was it was a topic of conversation, yes, hot conversation as well. Has
0: anyone contacted you yet from Channel 7?
1: Remains to be seen.
0: Remains to be seen, we'll (laughs) see. Well, thank you so much for coming in to do the podcast, Darren, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again sometime.
1: Absolutely. Let's drag Ben in next time.
0: Definitely. (laughs) Well, listeners, thanks so much for downloading Cricket Unfiltered. We'll be back next week with another show.